It's not, you know, I say morning breath, and I'm just referring to whatever's going on inside an orifice, you know, but right. stuff just sort of percolates overnight. It matures like a sourdough starter. <laughs> Get up, brush your teeth, wash your bits, then morning sex. But you need to make sure everybody involved does it. Because if only one of you is so fresh and so clean, clean going into that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to cut all that out. <laughs> no, you are not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am, actually. God damn it. Yeah, that's just for the patrons. They're the uh, only ones that get to enjoy it. I might be a little drunk on my editing power right now. I, I You're getting little Asian callousy over there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if it makes me sound like David Oyelowo, okay. With those brown eyes looking through you, I'm here for it. Okay. All yeah. right. Hey, do we uh do we want to <laughs> you want to intro a show? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, we're doing cool. rebels. We're doing yeah, rebels. yeah. yeah. We're just, this is Dark Side Divas. Yeah, hey. I'm excited. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the audience where we're at right now. You ready? I'm ready. Hey everybody, welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show. And I don't know what what makes you think anything else is going to happen there. One can dream. Hey, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> hey, everybody. My name is Chris. I am that gay Harrison Dula sexual. Again? Uh, I'm going to be, for these two episodes, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, and uh, uh, Stephanie. Hmm. Uh, Agent Callis, you did well to call me. Got my new ship right there. Um, uh, <laughs> it's a temporary ship. Oh, quizzy. All right. Yeah, oh, quizzy. <laughs> I personally do not refer to that character as quizzy. Uh, I feel like it's overly familiar and he'd murder me. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's the Grand Inquisitor. But people in the fandom do call him quizzy. That's funny. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you have Do you have anything before we get into why we're here today? Uh, yeah, I have a lot of things. What about you? Um, is one of those things talking about all the love I've been getting on Twitter lately? Uh, it's, it's, it's connected to it, but cool. do you want to start off with that? Because you're so popular this week, Heather. Popular. <laughs> I'm gonna be popular. Okay. Um, musical theater moment. Hey. Yeah. I can't be stopped. All right. No. So, yeah, um... A certain Star Wars content creator who has an awful fucking lot of followers, we're talking in the millions, uh, who tends to be sort of the the ringleader of the toxic fandom circus. Mm -hmm. uh, he's definitely the one that gives them their marching orders. If you notice in interacting with certain Star Wars fans that uh, a certain subset of the Star Wars fandom that they tend to say the same thing over and over, lines like uh, Ray is more powerful than she has any right to be, like certain turns of phrase that are very specific. Um, and they all say the same thing. It's because they're getting, they're quoting him. They're quoting him from his YouTube videos, right? Yeah. Well, he fucking left Twitter, and I don't even remember why, but he left Twitter, and now he's back, and we're so excited. And uh, he's, <laughs> he's notoriously sexist. Like, yeah. just, just a blatant hater for no good reason other than a dislike of vaginas, I guess, which, whatever. 
But no, he's he's blatantly sexist, low-key racist. Like he's he's everything uh that is not great about the Star Wars fandom, sort of distilled down into one person who outrage farms for clicks and therefore money through mm-hmm. his YouTube channel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had the audacity <laughs> To post on the Twitter and regarding the Mandalorian, uh, not this most recent episode, but the one before that, where Bo-Katan showed up and kicked all the ass and pulled pulled Din's ass out of the water. That whole thing. He had the audacity to post uh, that nobody's calling her Mary Sue. You know why? Because she paid her dues and stuff. And what, like, what so dues did she pay? What, yeah, exactly. Like, what fucking dues? What, what is it? Is it is it the eleven years real time you've been watching her be a badass? Is that that's but that like that's the amount of work that femme characters have to put in in this fandom to get a half an ounce of respect from guys like him, um, versus the amount of work that male characters have to put in, which is zero, mm-hmm. um, is you know telling. Anyway, so I look. Pro tip for those of you on the social media space. If you see somebody, uh, tweet something egregious, but, and you want to, to tweet about them, but you don't want to give them any engagement or traffic, screenshot their tweet and then post that as an image on your own tweet and don't tag them. Which is especially handy if, in case they say something really offensive and later decide to delete that tweet. Right. And now you've got the evidence, right? Yeah. So I did that. I was like, you. <laughs> and I basically said that uh, the only reason nobody's calling her a Mary Sue yet is because you didn't do it yet. Uh, and, you know, he said something in his tweet about how people will say that uh, that the, the Star Wars fandom is sexist, but obviously the Star Wars fandom is not sexist because uh, nobody's calling Bo-Katan a Mary Sue. And so I said, the Star Wars fandom isn't sexist. Your fans are sexist because birds of a feather, right? Yeah. Um. I'm saying that he's sexist. Oh, my God. I know. Anyway, that tweet blew up in a way that no tweet I've ever quoted has ever blown up before. And I don't know about you, Chris. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel 10 years younger. Girl, you are, like I said before, you look like you just graduated high school. I'm fucking glowing. Yeah. Because even though I didn't tag him. At all. I didn't even tag the post as like hashtag Star Wars or anything, even though his fans found me mm-hmm. and then took issue like, oh, my God, how can you say we're all sexist? And then proceeded to do sexist shit. So, like, thank you for proving my point. Anyway, yeah. um, y'all <laughs> just be aware uh, and be aware of how to interact with these people, which is don't engage unless you can fuel your soul. What remains with of it? hatred. <laughs> uh, with the hatred that you get. Um, all you have to do is reply with like a, a sure Jan gif or something. And they just explode. It just and makes it's so, me so happy to piss people so off like funny. that. It's mm. And like, look, it's not for the faint of heart. You really do have to have a thick skin made of of jade and the tar of hatred like me and Chris in order to, to really be empowered by this. But it was, you know. It was like a punching bag. It was great. I loved it. it. Yeah, that's the thing is I've had a really rough set of weeks. Like now that mm. I look at it, it's like been like a rough month and it's just not going to let up anytime soon. So that was like therapy. <laughs> because Twitter is a lawless place, you guys. It's a bare knuckle brawl that everyone is invited to. So yeah, it's the outer rim of social media. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's the Tatooine of social media. Um, <laughs> scum and villainy wall to wall. And so I don't feel the need to be as nice as I am on TikTok. 
Right. Or as nice as I am on Instagram. Those of you who have inter- interacted with Instagram me, you know, I'm fucking sunshine and roses and hugs and puppies and butterflies over on fucking <laughs> Instagram. Uh, and I'm like, life lessons, you awful little shit over on TikTok. But on Twitter, I'm just like cracking my knuckles. Bring it. Let's talk about your dick size and how it's tiny. <laughs> you know? Anyway, there's nothing wrong with a tiny dick. Okay. If you know what to do with it, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... The other consequence of that tweet, which is kind of what I want to talk about, oh, is we have a lot of new listeners. Hi, listeners. Thank you so much for uh, really? checking us out. Oh, yeah. We had we broke download records this week. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, we've gotten a ton of feedback from people saying, holy shit, I just checked out your show because of that Twitter thing. It Are is you fu- kidding me? No, no. It worked. Wow. Yeah. Good. Okay. We well, should see, keep, and that's the, that's the thing that. is like. It was such a dopamine hit to be to play whack-a-mole on these sexist trolls mm-hmm. on Twitter. I see now why people like that fucking creator are addicted to the hatred. I I agree. I I have to um you know, I'm all about personal responsibility, so let yeah. me first apologize. I used to think he did it just because of the money and engagement, which I'm sure that's a key reason too. Mm-hmm. But it does feel good to beat people up on social media. I'm just going to like, do it to people who deserve it. Right. Like we're going <laughs> to we're going to weaponize it in the right direction and right. use it with And look, I before hold on, I got I got hair on my I, God damn it. The cat hair fucking boomer came in here earlier and I was petting her and and she exploded. I gave her, <laughs> I gave her a pill and you know cats can shed at will. Yeah. Right. They Absolutely. can just be like and just explode hair everywhere. Uh, so I had her on my lap and I crammed a pill down her throat, which she needs. She has arthritis in her hips. Right. The pills make it better. Does she give a fuck about that? No. Nope. She just cares that I'm cramming a pill down her throat. And so she just, <laughs> her hair everywhere. It's it's in my keyboard. It's stuck to my mic cover. And now it's invading my glasses and interrupting my flow on my podcast. And so even though Boomer probably won't set Paul in here the entire time recording, she has made her presence felt. (laughs) What was I saying before my eyeball got invaded? Uh, We are using, uh, we're directing our hatred towards uh, people who deserve it. Right. Um, So we're like, we're like white hat internet trolls. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like we're not trolling, but if you come to my yard, if you come to my Twitter thread and start talking shit, uh, you're going to be met with the same energy. Yeah. So for those of y'all that are uh, new to our show, allow me to uh, do some introductions. And for those of y'all who have been listening to our show for a while, for a while here's a reminder. Uh, Steph and I are two dumb bitches with microphones, but the key word <laughs> is bitch. Like, we're gigantic bitches. Um, it's dark side divas, not friendship divas. <laughs> not best okay. friends divas. Um, right? <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, we're anti-bigot. Uh, we're in- we're pro-inclusivity. Uh-huh. Uh, and also, I live by a key mantra. If you do not like something, there's nothing wrong with that. Just sure. move on. Just yeah. focus on the positive. Talk about stuff that you do love. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't care if you don't like the sequel trilogy. I don't give a fuck. If you like the if you like the Ewok movies, I don't give a mm-hmm. fuck. Um, the our key problem is, is that people uh, dwell on the negative and put other people down for that, and that makes the world a less pleasant place to live in, and also makes you a less pleasant person. And our key, my key issue with content creators like. Uh, Am I going to name him? What are we going to No. Gonna, no. Uh, with trash like that is uh, there's that's my name for him. Uh, 
it is that people have uh, people have turned around and actually actively harassed and attacked uh, you know people that work at Lucasfilm who have zero to do with any of the production, the story, and stuff like that. The cast, they'll they'll harass actors. Yeah, they'll they'll harass actors. Yeah, wonderful, glorious people who are just trying to work and mm-hmm. read a script, and they're just doing what they're being directed to do. Um, you know, and and stuff like that. It's just disgusting. And if if you know, because I have integrity and honor and a sense of responsibility for others. If I had ever known that Steph and I's words were being used in that way, mm-hmm. I would say stop it or yeah. I would in fact quit the show or something like that. Uh, I, I, I don't know how you can live with yourself. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. So um, <clears throat> we will never stop uh, ever matching, matching that energy uh, and meeting the toxic elements of the fandom um, where they live, which is in the gutter. Because uh, we're comfortable there too. We so. are so comfortable there. Um, but yeah, y'all don't feel like you need to to like. It's, what am I trying to say? That's not. We pull back from that because that is. It is a heady experience to be like, oh, I fucking owned that basement dwelling chode person in a fedora on the internet. Like, <laughs> it's you know, it's a little victory, but it is a little bit of a dopamine hit, and we got to pull back and not get addicted to that. That's why we try to stri- to strive for positivity in our content, yeah. because it is so lacking um, in a lot of ways. And so, you know, we're bolstering that side as well. So, yeah, we're white hat trolls. That's what we do. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's all. <laughs> Did you have anything else you want to talk uh, I, about? I think we hit all the notes. Um, okay. okay. Uh, I, uh, I I have literally too many uh, uh, reviews, uh, so I just want to say a general thank you, shout out no, to everybody. Pick one. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Hold on, hold on. Don't don't do general shout out. People leave reviews because they want to hear us read them. Well, we we got a. I mean, Heather, we got like a lot of like uh, uh, DM requests and stuff like that. Okay, okay, okay. I got one. I got one. Uh, this one's okay. Uh, Cat lover twenty fifteen. Please tell me that wasn't <laughs> the year you were born because you're too young for us. <laughs> you should not be listening to this. You should show. not be listening to us. Um, okay, uh, because that means you're eight years old. Please go home. <laughs> Give your mom back her phone. What are you doing? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, they wrote funny, uh-huh. friendly, and fantastic. See, I, we're friendly. You see that? <laughs> friendly. I've, I've been listening to these two for weeks now. It's been humorous, thought-provoking, and definitely for adults. Okay, that <laughs> would imply they are an adult. Okay. Okay, uh, okay. They are very good at calling out the toxicity of the Star Wars fandom. I love them for this. Please consider oh. supporting supporting them and listening to them. Well, thank you, Cat Lover 2015 I appreciate that. <laughs> there we go how topical chris good pick, good pick. i know that was an accident oh oh here's here's another one uh zeb but 29 <laughs> i just checked out your show for the first time this week and i just want to say thank you you two are hilarious but holy shit i can't drink anything while you're talking <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't drinking when Chris said your username, so we're even. <laughs> <sighs> okay, okay, cool. Are we? Uh, is that that's? Uh, thank you for reviews, guys. Um, they do make me squirm a little bit because yeah. of monster syndrome, but uh, we do really appreciate it. They brighten our day. Yeah, and, and I'll, I, yeah, I mean, again, I'm really flattered that people are checking us out and listening to us. Uh, you know, a thing we've said many, many times during the show. I don't think we said it for a while, so I'm gonna try to humble us for a little bit. Steph and I never expected people to listen to our show, much less no. a lot of people. So we yeah. really appreciate it. It's uh, it's still unbelievable. Um, and you know, I 
we continue to get updates from uh, folks that we talked about a long time ago who had uh, some tough times because again we started the show during COVID when everybody was in <laughs> everybody was going down a spiral. Um, and so you know, we're, our only goal is to make people laugh, and that's about it. Yeah, At least that's absolutely. my goal. That's my goal. Uh, we just want to entertain, and we just want to geek out about Star Wars. That's it. And the fact that. You know, more than just my mom is listening to this or my love and husband uh, is amazing. So, <clears throat> all right. Shall we get into why we're here today? Let's do it. All right. So what we're doing on this podcast is we are watching through the entire Star Wars visual story in chronological order, which means that we started with episode one, The Phantom Menace, and have been running frantically down a Imperial transport hallway through time since then. And we find ourselves today in Star Wars Rebels talking about season one, episode two, Spark of Rebellion, part two. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Do you have an intro? <clears throat> it's a trap. <laughs> the ghost crew has walked into a trap designed by Imp Imperial officer Agent Callus. Only Ooh. Ezra Bridger can help warn the crew, or else they will be captured, or worse, killed. Will Ezra Ooh. save the crew, and will he accept his destiny? Trust in the Force. <sighs> ba -ba -ba -bum. Okay, uh, so a couple of things. Um, I found some stuff from last episode yeah. that we should talk about. And I didn't talk about the actors for the... Um, the Imperials last time. Right. So I want to hit a couple of notes before we get into it today. One, um, we have, I don't know if y'all know this, those of you who are listening, especially those of you who are new, we have a Patreon and connected to our Patreon um, is our Discord server. And our Discord community is fucking great. And after our last episode, um, there was a fantastic discussion that went down in our Discord about Tarkin Town. Yep. Chris, did you see this? Uh, if somebody was involved with that conversation, I, 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 I forgot about it. I'm not giving okay. him I'm not giving him credit for shit in this episode today. Nope, nope, nope. I'm not mad at so him. So you're all. referring to Charles from Gold Squadron Gays? I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah. Hi Charles. Hi honey. Uh yes, Charles was involved in that discussion. Yeah. As were several other people. Um, because everybody in our Discord is so fucking smart. And they pointed out, and I did some research on it, and it's they're hundred percent correct. Tarkin Town, the little shanty town for people who were displaced by the Empire on Lothal. Uh, is based on a real-world phenomenon called Hoovervilles. Uh, this happened in the United States during the Great Depression. Economically displaced people, people who lost their homes, people whose jobs, whose jobs, whose farms blew away in a puff of dust. Um, basically, people who were displaced by the destruction of the American economy ended up in shanty towns, much like Tarkintown. They called them Hoovervilles, named after President Herbert Hoover. Yeah. So the, that's a real thing. But once again, and always and forever, Star Wars is not political. Nope. There's no there's no relationship between no. Star Wars and real life. There's certainly no parallels being drawn between the authoritarianism and the fascism that is represented by the Empire and, you know, the terrible, shitty things that happen to people in the real world. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. <laughs> How dare you? Mm -hmm. Okay. So... <laughs> um, Voice actors from last episode. Okay, uh, you remember? You remember the the two Imperials that harassed the the Godel with the Yogan fruit? Yes, uh, that was Commander Oresco. He's the sort of Tim Burton character looking one, right? And Taskmaster, ta bleh, I'll come in again. Taskmaster Grint. Uh, he's the one with the jaw, right? Oh, okay. So those two are both voiced by David Shaughnessy. 
So when he's doing the scenes with them, he's basically talking to himself. How very D. Bradley Baker of him. I know, right? <laughs> David Shaughnessy has done tons of video games in Mass Effect. He's Vigil. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he's in multiple versions of Diablo. Many, many versions of World of Warcraft, The Elder Scrolls Online, and uh, a, one of the characters from a DLC in Fallout 4. Okay. In Big Hero 6, he's the voice of Heathcliff the butler. Oh! Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Back in 1986, he was in a little film you may have heard of called Labyrinth. What? As the voice of Sir Didymus. No way. The hat. You remember the guy that's got like a bird hat that talks? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's the bird hat. Oh my god. And, and, the four guards. <laughs> you know, one of us tells the truth and one of us always lies. Those guys. All David Shaughnessy. I was expecting you to say he also voiced David Bowie's crotch. <laughs> <laughs> David and Bowie's crotch scene. did not need... Did not need a stand-in no, for the need voiceover. It, no, it, no. it spoke to me. <laughs> me too. Six-year-old me. <laughs> how did my Probably. How did my family not know I was was not gay? I was like labyrinth every day for like two years. How did they know you were not gay? Or which which is the one that anyway? Yeah, where you are gay. I'm waiting just for remove the, the word to kick not. In. I'm sorry. <laughs> just remove the word not from that. You're okay. Honey. I'm not You're not. I'm not not not. Okay, so the other Imperial we need to talk about is Agent Callus mm. and his mutton chops. Yeah? I'm still mad. Okay, so Agent Callus, a.k.a. Agent Alexander Callus, mm-hmm. Imperial designation ISB021, mm-hmm. because he's Imperial Intelligence, yeah, is voiced by David Oyelowo, who is... An absolutely beautiful man, y'all. Google. It's not fair. It's not fair. David Oyelowo. Voice actors aren't supposed to be hot. That's not okay. That's not. You cannot sound like that and also look like that. Stop. Don't stop. Don't ever stop. But like, stop. <laughs> but no, really. It's there needs to be balance stop. in the force. <laughs> Here's the thing about this guy being cast in this role. He is a classically trained stage actor from Oxford, England, um, and he's mostly in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. Voice acting is not his go-to gig at all. He did his time in British TV. He was in the MI5 series. He was in the film version of As You Like It, mm-hmm. Shakespeare, with Bryce Dallas Howard, Alfred Molina, and Kevin Klein. And now I have a desperate need to see this film. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I need to see it. Neither now. have I. Yeah. He was also in The Last King of Scotland, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, The Help, Red Tails, Lincoln, Jack Reacher, The Cloverfield Paradox, A Wrinkle in Time, and a podcast that I need, need, called The Prophecy, with Daniel Day Kim, Kerry Washington, and Lawrence fucking Fishburne. Holy shit. I know, The Prophecy. It's a podcast. I'm going to look it up after this. Also, in 2014, one moment, please. I heard something... Ah, the boomer. We agreed you would stay away. She's just looking at me. Bye. She's like, I just took a huge shit and I didn't effectively cover it. Bye. God damn it. I love cats. I love cats. I love cats. I, I, I've decided never owning pets. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, in 2014, he was in a film called Selma in which he played Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., God damn. This guy's amazing. Yeah. So 
Again, more ammunition for the Star Wars animation is dumb and it's just for kids. Look at this. Look at the quality of everybody in this cast. We haven't even talked about the Grand Inquisitor. We'll talk about him later when he has more than one fucking line oh, in an episode. Oh, my God. But, like, look at this fucking cast. Look at everybody, the expertise that went in the production of this episode, and tell me that animation is just stupid and for kids. Fuck you. Star Wars animation is the shit. Amen. Anyway. Anyway. That's canon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's um, some beats, and we should get into the episode itself, huh? Actually, huh? Uh, there is another thing that <gasps> we forgot to mention that I wanted oh, to talk dude. about, because, Go again, uh, I do. I, I, I am joking around about pay, not paying attention to people's conversations. Another thing that was pointed out by our patrons was, and I actually found some commercials on YouTube about it, uh-huh. uh, Disney wanted to make sure everybody knew about Rebels, so they actually did, as part of their... You know, Saturday morning cartoon special lineup. Uh, they did a special thing where they were going to show Rebels on ABC, and um, they had teased that there was going to be an additional scene with Vader. Oh, so that ver- that opening scene where Vader is all, "My master says the people are coming to kill him," and we blah 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 to the Inquisitor. Go kill babies. Go yeah, kill that- babies. Uh, that was a scene that was added. For this huh. ABC thing. So that wasn't actually nice. part of the original premiere on the Disney Channel. Nice. I actually saw um, on StarWars.com, they had some videos, some Disney XD-like promo videos yeah. for uh, for Rebels, where they refer to this this two-part episode, Spark of Rebellion, as the Rebels movie. Yeah. Like, this was the, they, they showed these two episodes, I'm thinking, as a continuous movie to promote it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, it works because it's really good. (laughs) It's really good. It's also very fast paced. And I had a hard time taking notes, but let's uh, get into it now. It is the Star Warsiest. Jesus. Okay. So, So, yeah. Getting into the episode. When last we left our heroes, the ghost and the Imperial transport that it's docked with are about to be boarded by Agent Callus and a whole fucking fuckload of troopers. Their comms are jammed. So Hera's like, Ezra, get your ass over to the transport and warn the ghost crew. We start the episode still in that conversation. Yep, we 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 start right where we ended off. But but remember, like these these two episodes are designed to go together. Right. Uh, this is like we pop out of the commercial break into the show. Mm-hmm. And so Hera basically repeats the request. She's like, "You have got to. You don't understand. They are selflessly trying to rescue people, but they do not know that it's a trap. You need to get the fuck over there." Yep. And help them. And Ezra's like, "No, it's too late for them. We should just run." And Hera says, you can't mean that. And Ezra goes, I do. I swear I do. Which is why I can't believe I'm doing this. And he takes off. <laughs> Fucking Ezra. <laughs> he can't. You know what? I'm sorry, my dude. But deep within, your jaded little teenage chest beats the heart of a hero. And this is where we start seeing hints of that. Mm-hmm. You anyway. have the heart of a true Jedi. <laughs> anyway, he says, I can't believe I'm doing this. He runs off and Hera, quietly to herself, says, I can of course she does. And I'm like, she has a whole fuck of a lot of faith in this random street kid that she's known for like an hour. Look, she is space mom and she can read people very, very well. And she can she's tell Ezra is one of them already. She's the fucking best. Ezra's the best. I, I fucking love her. Yeah. Uh, she's the heart of this entire this entire crew, this whole situation. Hera is the beating heart of this show. <laughs> and uh, some, and most of the time, the uh, the brain. Uh, yep. Yep. I mean, other people have thoughts too, but they they need to be checked by mom first. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, so the ghost and the transporter being hauled up into the shuttle bay of the Star Destroyer. Suddenly, Hera has a windshield full of TIE fighters. Whoops. All parked in the shuttle bay. Cool. Callus and his troops are boarding the transport, and they are informed by a guy who rolls the shit out of the R on Rebels. So the <laughs> rebels, rebels are approaching the brig. <laughs> I'm like, and I could not find who specifically was that voice actor. I tried. But the Rebels. Somebody was <laughs> oh. just having too much fun in the voice booth. Exactly. Um, anyway, they're approaching the brig, and they're in for a big surprise. <laughs> Genteel, <laughs> evil British laughter. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love the show. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, so Zeb and Kanan are approaching a door. Did you notice the warning symbol on this door? Yeah, I did. Did you notice that it says warning in Oribesh? Yes. <laughs> Not me painstakingly translating all of the signs in this show, thinking there's going to be like a like a hidden message, you know. But it turns out to be drink your Ovaltine. You know, um, I don't. I don't know if you've, that that reminds me. I was actually going to ask you this, but I forgot, and I'm going to. You just reminded me. Did, oh. Somebody told me I haven't tried this yet. Somebody told me um, if you have Siri, uh, you can ask Siri. Yeah, like iPhone, AI Surrey, you know? Mm -hmm. Because Surrey sounds like a shiny little Surrey with the fringe on the top. You know, it sounds like fucking Oklahoma. But Siri is the name of the AI on the phone. Okay, well, however you pronounce her, uh, (laughs) you can ask her to translate that for you and uh, put your phone up and it'll read it off the camera. And so apparently it understands Oribesh. Huh. Have you tried? Okay. I haven't tried. Uh, maybe our listeners. Ha- when I next time I go to Disneyland, I'm gonna try that to see if it I works. don't think you even need to go to Disneyland. I think you could just pause the show on an Oribesh thing and well, point your phone at it. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, I know, not as much fun. Any excuse to go to Disney, right? Exactly. Right. But right. you're you're okay. right. I could do that too, or just like my monitor. I don't know. For some reason, my camera has an issue focusing on. Even my newer one has an issue focusing on screen on a hmm. digital screen. So I figure. Real life is better, but I don't know if anybody's tried that, but I'm going to definitely Real life is better, period, Mm, in so many ways. No. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, anyway, the hazard symbol on that door, that does say warning in Oribesh, is modeled after labels from Echo Base in the original trilogy uh, that were indicating that there were captive wampas behind that door. Aww. So this warning label is to indicate to Zeb and Kanan that there are captive Wookiees behind that door. But there are not captive Wookiees behind that door. No. Instead, there are stormtroopers going, hee 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 hee. They're like, we're so sneaky. We're listening to them, to them set an explosive on this door. Hee <laughs> like, Yeah. yeah oh and God. I'm like, okay, guys, they're setting an explosive on the door. You're right step next back. to the door. So yeah. back up. Maybe step back. Yeah. No. Yeah. Look, nobody ever accused stormtroopers of being smart. True. So Zeb jinxes them immediately and says, at least things seem to be going smoother than our last stop. Because Ezra right then turns the corner screaming about how it's a trap and they need to get out of there. Yep. Thanks, and Ezra. Zeb, and Zeb, for the first time ever, says, Carabast. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so ding on the brand shiny new Star Wars profanity counter. Oh! We haven't had to use it yet. You're right. Clone Wars Clone Wars was squeaky clean, aside from, you know, the war crimes and the, you know, smooching and... people while you've impaled them on your lightsaber. And, <laughs> and the prequels, the prequels too. This Heather, is, we now Heather, have. Everybody knows violence, especially against children, are not, isn't as offensive as vulgar language. Hello. It's true. 
It's true. Um, so yeah, this is this is explicit. Like, because there's been other there's Star Wars insults. I think Poodoo. We just didn't count it. Poodoo, Poodoo. has been used before, yeah. so Poodoo would count because that's Star Wars for shit. Uh, Carabast really doesn't have a direct translation, but it is definitely, definitely like I I feel that it's being used as the equivalent as of fuck. You know, I agree. I, I, I or actually, I actually think it's a full motherfucker. Motherfucker. Mother there we go. Fucker. There we yeah, go. Yeah. That's why it's got so many syllables. Exactly. Motherfucker. <laughs> that works. Okay. So, ding, Star Wars profanity. Okay. Yay. Um, yeah. And so, uh, it's a trap. Hera sent me to warn you. Uh, so that's when they believe him, that he's not just dicking around. Right. When he says that Hera sent him. Okay. And then they extra believe him when the door opens and there are stormtroopers on the other side. And they start blasting. <laughs> yep. They just start blasting. And here's where uh, I was momentarily confused because suddenly Ezra has electricity powers. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. He just like zaps the explosive. As they're running away, he turns around and uses electricity powers off of his arm to uh, to zap the explosive on the door and blow up those troopers. My friend calls it the Bart Simpson gun. So yeah. if, if you don't, if, if, for those of y'all who haven't played the old Simpsons arcade game, uh, <laughs> Bart Simpson used to shoot at people with his... Uh, the slingshot. Slingshot. And yeah. he could get a power-up where the slingshot could suddenly spark up with energy. So oh, nice. it's, it's, it's the Bart Simpson... Weapon. Yeah, no, yeah. that's legit. Um, it took me an embarrassingly long time in this episode to figure out that that was a weapon and not just Ezra suddenly has electricity powers. <laughs> <laughs> Ezra's like, also a mutant from the MCU and he can just blast right. energy with his hands. How I'm like, he, wait, how does this hold kid on. not know he's a force user? <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway, they're they're scampering off down the hallway. They're like, we gotta we gotta warn Sabine and Chopper, but the comms are down. And Kanan says they'll follow the plan. They'll be fine. Yep. And and like yeah, because the plan's going great so far. Sure. Sure. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, what are Sabine and Chopper doing? Um, well, I have in my notes, Chopper begins grumbling. That's going to be a thing I'm going to write a lot. Um, yep. uh, Satine says, stop grumbling. Uh, they seem to be in this chamber where Chopper is hacking into the system. Satine is uh, messing around with uh, what I think. S- Sabine. Uh, Sabine. Sabine. Wrong Mandalorian. Yeah. Sorry. My notes keep... Uh, uh, Autocorrecting to Satine because it's been mm-hmm. writing Satine for so long. So I'll try to remember that. Sabine, uh, Sabine is messing around with uh, explosives or something like that. And their plan is, is basically to turn off the gravity, the artificial right. gravity. Which right. I'm like, why? But okay, whatever. Well, and question. Right now, this ship is being held within the shuttle bay of a star destroyer. Right. So even if they turn off the artificial gravity in this ship. Does not the artificial gravity of the ship that they're inside kick in? Uh, I, I, uh, 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 I'm sorry. This isn't Star Trek, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> did you just sweetie me? I'm, <laughs> did you just fucking sweetie me? Now, sweetie. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. The laser eyes. I'm getting them. Y'all, if you would like to see what hatred looks like, you can go to <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Steven's podcast. That is old hatred. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like 19-year-old hatred right there. I don't even remember what episode where we told that story. It was like episode 19 or some shit like that. But Stephanie fucker. loves it when you call her sweetie. She does not. She hates it. Fucking hates it. <laughs> And narrator, she does, in fact, not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so cut to Kanan and the boys. They are running down the hall and they turn a corner. Callus and troopers are coming right at them. Yeah. 
Uh, Ezra's eyes get huge. He's like, oh, no. But Kanan says, don't stop. Keep going and push off. Now they kick off from the floor right at the same time that Sabine and Chopper cut the gravity. They have done this before. Right. Mm -hmm. So... Callus and the troopers are all, whoa, I'm confused and I'm floating, while the ghost crew are fucking swimming through the air because two of them at least knew this was going to happen. Yep. Awesome. I love that Ezra fucking panics uh, because now they're being shot at in zero gravity and like scrambles all over Zeb and grabs onto his back like a monkey. Yeah, they don't work very well yet. <laughs> well, yeah, well, he didn't know. Like, Kanan has this thing where he does not tell you what the fucking plan is. Of course. Like this is this is a maybe maybe he needs a fucking counter because this is consistent throughout this episode. Uh, Kanan is still. I mean, we don't know this yet, but obviously, meta knowledge we know he's a Jedi, and we've right. never we've never <laughs> accused a Jedi of being good at communication. Right, like Kanan assumes you know the plan, or just doesn't bother to explain it to you. Yeah, like, and then sometimes the plan has to be altered anyway. So why even explain it? <laughs> right let's we're improvising into it you're right this is the jediest thing he does yeah right here oh my god how did we not know already like even if we hadn't already seen the holocron and the lightsaber uh, anyway uh so uh zero gravity pew pew action doing their thing sabine does mention that uh the gravity will be down for two minutes yep cool uh, um, uh big big ups to chopper who can fly that's not concerning whatsoever he's got he's got a little jet <laughs> a little a little jet butt yeah, and uh, he can just putter around. Sabim can just ride him, and they yeah. go well. Okay, around. let's say that a different way. He can tow Sabine through the zero. Oh round. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's let's not. Yeah, I wasn't. Let's, I wasn't. I was not sexualizing that at all. I. I, I <laughs> but my brain is a vile place. So. <laughs> um, I had to laugh when. Um, so you know, during the fighting, I had to laugh when Ezra was swimming or he it was making yeah he's like kicking his little feetsies yeah and i'm like girl it's 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 gravity it's not water <laughs> yeah it doesn't work that way but he doesn't know like he's never been in space before let right. alone in zero g That's so it's funny. a whole thing um so uh sabine and chopper leave after she sets a bunch of fucking explosives on the computers on the transport uh everybody meets up at an intersection in the corridors uh just outside where the ghost is hooked up cool uh sabine's like where are the wookies they're like there's no wookies <laughs> sabine get on the ship and man the nose gonna tell Hera to take the fuck off yep cool so then callus is coming he's mm -hmm. they because the gravity's back on right so callus and his troopers are running and they come around these are not big ships no they're okay. no these are small the transport and the ghost—they're not huge. They're—they're they're small enough that they were joined together, able to be pulled up into the star destroyers shuttle bay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah. Then Callus uh, is running in. Zeb shoves Ezra behind him so that he can run onto the ghost. Right. Everybody runs onto the ghost, but Ezra has been shoved behind. So of course, Callus fucking grabs him. Ugh. Yeah. Now, Zeb turns around, he's holding the doorway into the ghost, and he's trying to shoot at the Imperials, but the kid is in the way. He actually yells at Ezra to get out of the way, and Ezra's like, I am trying. <laughs> yeah, but he God. can't, he's being, held. he's being held. And then Zeb looks at Ezra with regret in his huge fucking green eyes, and he goes, Sorry, kid! You did good. And he lets the door close, and he lets the Imperials fucking take Ezra. Fucking Zeb. At least he seems to feel bad about it. He kind of like slumps on the ghost. And he's like, oh, oh well, that I'm makes so it better. I'm totally fine yeah. now that Ezra's in danger. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm uh, so mad at Zeb. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is intense because like Zeb of all people damn well knows what happens to people who get taken prisoner by the Empire. But we don't know that in the story yet. But uh, obviously meta knowledge. But yeah, that's fucking. How dare he? And right. and then the part that frust- that like like surprises me the most. Then we get the intro title for Rebels. That was all <laughs> just the intro. Right. Like, I didn't even realize we hadn't seen the title card yet. Right. Until and, suddenly I'm looking at the title card. And I'm all, oh my god, Ezra. And then I see, dun, 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 dun. Right? God damn it. Your logo's great and all, but can we get back to finding out what happened to fucking Ezra, please? Yeah. God, oh. the show. I love so, it. So, the ghost is taking off. Chop- Chopper is jamming the tractor beam. Did you know that you could jam a tractor beam? Yeah, sure. Cool. Fast and Furious Star Wars. Let's go. <laughs> They're flying away. Uh, the Empire guy uh, radios over to the ghost and says, Attention, rebel ship, surrender or be destroyed. And Hera goes, Blow it out your exhaust vent. Uh, do, you know, <laughs> uh, do you know the voice actor that did, that said that message? No. Okay. Um, I, I, did, I forgot to write down the name, but according to StarWars.com, that voice... Uh, it, for those of y'all that are Disneyland fans, that is the same uh, Imperial off- a, a new First Order officer voice that warns you about uh, Resistance people leaving or trying to escape in the Rise of the Resistance ride. Huh. Anyway, but I thought that was cool that they got people from uh, Star Wars to do the voice acting for the ride. So anyway, that's all, yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. That, that's very cool. Yeah. I'm very proud of you that you get to go to Disney so much that you know that voice happens. I only know it because I read it on the StarWars.com. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Chopper's very pleased that Hera told somebody to blow it out his exhaust vent. He thinks yeah. that's adorable. Um, Hera signals to Sabine. Sabine hits a remote switch and boom! All of those explosives that she said on the computers on the transport go off ding on the Sabine blow shit up counter. Yep. That and she asked. She asked for a review, a performance review, <laughs> right? Because she's in the nose turret, and they are currently flying away. So she didn't get to see the results of it. She's like, "I can't see it from here. How'd it look?" Gorgeous, Sabine, as always. Aww, so cute. They hyper jump away. Yep, they're gone. Fair escape. Cool. So while they're in hyperspace. Hera, Kanan, and Sabine are in the cockpit. They're talking. It's you know, it's a uh, post-action report time. Yeah. They're talking about how the op went, how the whole thing was a setup. Fucking Visago gave them the intel, but, you know, 50-50 that he knew, he didn't know it was a setup. Mm-hmm. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. They're not sure. And then Zeb comes in, right, just in time to hear Hera say, the kid did all right. Yeah. I'm glad we're all together and we're safe on the ship. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Kanan's like, he did okay. And then he turns to Zeb and goes, where is he? And Zeb tries to fucking lie and, and say, I thought he was with you, but he's such but a bad liar. He's terrible. And that's one thing about this animation. People will talk shit about the animation in the show. It's so good, even it, it, though it is more cartoony yeah. than Clone Wars was. It's so good with facial expressions. Everything that this animation studio learned about facial expressions from Clone Wars is being applied here. So you can tell. We don't even know this guy very well. And we can tell just looking at him, he's a lying liar who's telling lies right now. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. So uh, Zeb is like, I thought he was with you. And Sabine goes, Zeb, what did you do to him? Which yeah. implies that they damn well know that Zeb is a dick. And also that he's lying. Yeah. Yeah. And Zeb's like, I didn't do anything to him, but that ISB agent grabbed him. Everyone, what? 
And Hera calls him by his full name. Gerizeb Aurelios? Which, I don't know about you, Steph, but that when I still have uh, trauma from all the times my family members have used my full name uh-huh. to say that I'm in trouble. So I got like, I got chills, goosebumps were all over my arms when she did that Are they to multiplying? Him. Yeah. Are you I got chills. I'm <laughs> Is it the power I'm supplying? It's electrifying. <laughs> anyway, so scolded by Space Mom, Zeb starts to justify himself. He says, oh, come on. We were dumping him after the mission anyway. This saves us the fuel. God damn it, Zeb. They'll go easy on him. He's just a kid. Yeah, because the Empire is totally cool with like treating kids with a certain level of dignity. Oh, they, yeah. They totally oh, no. didn't they totally didn't just like, I don't know, kidnap a senator's daughter on the Inquisitorius and try to torture her. Yeah, no, there's not <laughs> mm. uh yeah, this is some pretty athletic mental gymnastics on Zeb's part. Yeah. Uh to justify abandoning this kid in the literal clutches of the Empire fucker anyway look this is rough this is a rough beat particularly for a kid show but it's necessary because it can't just be like you're you're part of the family right away and there's no friction here whatsoever because a story without conflict is boring right so there needs to be something for for characters to conflict over so that they can uh they can grow and everything and and so we have um interesting depth of these characters it would have been boring if everyone on the ghost was like we immediately love Ezra right right there's we have a, whole, a full spectrum of acceptance of Ezra we've got Hera who immediately just loves this kid and we'll see uh, as this episode goes on, she adopts him. By the time she's done, by the time this episode's over, as far as she's concerned, that's her son. Right. So that's Hera at one end of the spectrum. And then you got Kanan, who's like, eh, on the kid. You got Sabine, who does not care either way. She seems to be completely indifferent. Mm-hmm. And then Zeb, who hates him. Like, we've got the variety pack. Yeah. The full spectrum of reactions to this kid coming on board. So and Chopper, somebody had and, to be the And Chopper's asshole. pretty much going to do whatever Hera wants. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Chopper doesn't seem to have a firm opinion on this kid yet. Nope. He'll grow one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, meanwhile, on the Star Destroyer, what's going on? Uh, I wrote, Agent Callus is trying to intimidate Ezra, but Ezra is not is not falling for it. Callus <laughs> is all, I am Agent Callus of the Imperial Security Bureau. And you are? Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> I love the look on Callus's face for that. He's like, oh, okay. Uh, and, and, and basically Callus is like, you know, what's your deal, kid? And Ezra's like, look, look I don't know these people. Um, mm-hmm. And they're not going to come back for me. People don't do that. I'm just a kid. And then Agent Callus does this awkward thing where he kind of sniffs at him and then wipes something off of his shoulder. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Well, no, that was really interesting, actually. Um, because this is where the show, they're showing us that they can do these subtle beats um, where nobody has to talk, right? But we see that Ezra's infuriating. Yeah. So when he's like, they're not going to come back for me, blah, 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 and Callus takes a deep cleansing breath. <laughs> I believe that was Callus going, I'm not going to be pushed into violence by a street rat. This is not going to, I'm better than this. I'm smarter than this. People like me. Like he's doing <laughs> a mantra right then. And I feel like this is something Ezra does to people. Is he makes he makes the grown-ups in his life go and count to ten, you know? 
And so when he leans in like that, that's intimidation. Yep. The silently leaning in close to Ezra and inspecting him closely, dusting off his shoulder. And in that moment, you can see that he finds Ezra to be insignificant and lacking. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's an intimidation thing. It's a power play. And that they can pull off something that subtle in this animation, fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Callus is just like, I guess search him, whatever, and walks out. The stormtroopers. Exactly. The stormtroopers take his shit, or most of it. They take a thing, the thing off of his wrist. Because they take away his Bart Simpson gun. Yep. Yeah. And then they walk out. But luckily, Ezra still has a thing. Uh-huh. A holocron. What? Yeah, where where was he hiding that? Uh, You know, he's a kid, so I can't comment on that yet. <laughs> I'll do... I'll I'm, do thinking, ju- I'm thinking he has a secret pocket in the back of his... In, in like, under the, the hem of his shirt in the back. Sure. There's got to be something. Sure. He's hiding it in that pocket dimension that all cartoon characters have. Right, because it's a big-ass box. Um, I, right. I I do have this holocron, by the way. I love it. I'm not gonna turn. I'm not gonna bring it out and turn it on because it makes a horrible noise, and Stephanie would kill me uh, nice. trying to remove that. But yeah, so uh, Ezra has a holocron, and he throws it in frustration, and mm-hmm. um, he's he's breathing, sitting there by himself, and the holocron holocron suddenly starts to move on its own, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the, their parts are moving. It splits up, and there's a blue light that blasts out of the center. And we see, or well, we hear, a voice. Mm-hmm. A very familiar voice. It's fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And that's James Arnold Taylor doing the voice. Obi-Wan from Clone Wars. Yeah. God. Oh, straight to the heart, man. <laughs> I'm fine. I didn't get a little misty-eyed. I got so, I totally got misty-eyed. Um, he, this is the recording that uh, Obi-Wan made uh, back mm-hmm. at the Jedi Temple Back when right. he and Yoda were going through the temple and trying to fig- trying to stop the signal, so the Jedi wouldn't keep coming towards Coruscant to get killed. Right, exactly. And he says, "This is Master Obi Wan Kenobi. I regret to report that both our Jedi Order and the Republic have fallen, with the dark shadow of the Empire rising to take their place." This message is a warning and a reminder to any surviving Jedi: trust in the Force. <sighs> and like. Yay, trauma. It, yeah, and so just imagine, like, this is Obi-Wan and he's being so super calm, but he is standing in a, a shattered temple littered with the corpses of Jedi. Yeah. And, right there. Yeah. That were all murdered by his best friend. Oh, and the clones that betrayed them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, all of that. That's all the that whole fun. thing. Anyway, I find, I, I was like, wow, that message isn't super helpful. Thanks, Obi-Wan, I guess. That's very Obi-Wan of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, to just be like, trust the Force, bye, and bounce. But and we will find out later that there's more. Um, but Ezra, like, halfway through the message, finally notices that something was going on. Like, he entered a meditative state without even meaning to. Yeah. It took him a while to shake out of it and realize that there was something talking to him. And he was stunned by it. That was really cool. I love that. So, back on the ghost... Uh, they are still in hyperspace, and they're arguing about whether or not to go rescue Ezra. Zeb is a vote no. Absolutely not. Yep. He does not want to go back and save Ezra. Sabine is not happy about it, but she agrees because the Empire is going to be waiting for them to come back for him. Yeah, yeah. So they'll. that's a trap. That's two traps in one day. It's too many traps. Chopper, because Hera, we know where Hera lands on this. Like we can tell just by looking at her where what her vote is. And Chopper goes, <laughs> and Hera's like, "Well, see, that's 
Chopper votes with me. That's uh, two against two. Kanan, you're the deciding vote. And I love that Chopper gets a vote. Oh, yeah. But do you think do you think Chopper always gets a vote or only when Hera needs to stack the odds in her favor? Uh, do you want to tell Chopper now? Because I don't. <laughs> uh, I think it's I think it's best if Chopper believes in democracy. <laughs> I think so, too. I think it's a, it's it's. Everybody, everybody is in constant danger around Chopper. So, oh my God, so much. Um, so, Kanan, we cut to a shot of Kanan looking thoughtful, like he's he's debating it within his own mind. And then we cut the scene. God damn it! I know don't we don't know, know what, what he decided. votes, but I I vote oh. for cutting the goddamn ponytail because goddamn, <laughs> that was the only thing I could see in that scene. It's like ponytail. Nice. So Dean nice. on that counter. <laughs> there you go. Um. So yeah, we're back on the Star Destroyer. What's going on? Um, yeah, so the stormtroopers are guarding Ezra's cell, and Ezra starts to shout, uh, Uncle Emperor will be so mad that I'm stuck here. <laughs> I'm like, what? Uncle what Emperor? What a fucking thing to say. <laughs> uh, but uh, the stormtroopers rolled a natural one on their insight check, apparently. <laughs> so they were like, oh, he's, oh shit, he's the emperor's nephew? Fuck. Well, and he starts coughing really bad. Yeah. So, like, maybe there's something wrong. <laughs> God Fucking damn, these stormtroopers are dumb as shit. Anyway, they yeah. open they open the door, come in. They don't see Ezra, and Ezra just sneaks right by them and leaves. He, he locks them in the cell. <laughs> yeah, he's like, bye, guys, tosses them a salute and takes off. And I love that we take a beat to watch the stormtroopers look at the door and look at each other. <laughs> like, you motherfuckers need to count your lucky stars that Vader is not on this ship. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? No. How dead they would be. Too bad they uh, uh, stopped having clones. They would have seen that coming, but whatever. Clones wouldn't have fallen for that. Nope. They would never have fallen for that. But these are just like whatever butt scrub they managed to, that, you know, the jackasses who pull guard duty, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. So Ezra g- runs into the armory or something, um, some kind of chamber where there's a lot of stuff and his backpack right. is there. Uh, he also grabs uh, one of the stormtrooper helmets. So I could figure out what which... That... Kind of helmet, because it doesn't look quite like a Stormtrooper. Yeah. So it is a Stormtrooper cadet helmet. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So it's littler. It's a it's a kid's helmet. That's... that's Yay. Yay. See? Exactly. We make... We're the Empire. We make child-sized trooper helmets. And also, uh, we've talked about this before uh, back in uh, Obi-Wan, child-sized manacles. Yay. Yeah. yeah. We might be the bad guys. I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, so he puts a helmet on, and you can hear their communication. And Callus, mm-hmm. uh, 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 there's discussion. Uh, one of, the, I guess, one of the servant troopers who got fucked over uh, tells Callus uh, the boy escaped, and Callus immediately assumes that the rebels came back for him. But they were like, "Uh, no, he just uh, he got out on his own. Don't know how yeah. though. Don't I don't know how. Don't know." There's another conversation <laughs> that Ezra overhears first, though. Mm. Uh, where he overhears an officer talking to Callus about the, how they diverted the actual transport of Wookiees. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, and so the the Wookiees that they were there to rescue are being diverted to the Spice Mines of Kessel uh, and will be at Spice Mine K-76. Yay, Kessel. It's such yeah. a nice place. We were Fucking we were just there. <laughs> Kessel. Yeah. Uh, and so then Ezra is, you know, he's listening in and he hears a security breach get radioed in for the lower hangar. He looks around. He's like, oh, shit, that's me. <laughs> I'm uh, in the lower me. hangar. <laughs> and then he does what Ezra does and climbs into the vents. Yeah. Uh, he does message back to everybody. Uh, Sir, I think they're on the north. Uh, the- the north or the high hainers, not the low hainers or whatever he says. Uh, he's right. trying to he divert some, for a diversion. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to divert some of the forces. And Callus is like, "Hmm, we'll see." 
like that. And also there's radio chatter that the rebel ship is back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that it, it somehow snuck back up on them somehow. They don't understand. And that's just the ghost ghost. That's just the ghost that's, doing its shit. Yeah. That's how the ghost be. Um, so yeah, the ghost is back. Yay. Kanan voted to save Ezra. Hooray. <laughs> and the balls on this crew. Right. The balls on this crew, because they just fly back up into the same shuttle bay they just left, drop the ramp, and all come charging out. And I was like, Jesus, this is brazen. But then I remember, no, the original trilogy, they did the same fucking thing. They did the same shit. They suck on the Death Death Star. and Exactly. Yeah, why not? Yeah, this is very OG trilogy. This is just how it... Look, it makes the Empire look bad, and I'm fine with it. That you can just fly into their shuttle bay and walk out and start shooting. Yeah. And, like, amazing. If you want to see the Empire being a bunch of badasses and horrible, you can watch Andor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Goddamn... Like well, and I think it also like if we want to put it in the broader context of like the way we saw the Empire operating in uh, Kenobi mm-hmm. and stuff, like and in um, and then the context also from Solo, we're in the outer rim here, right? Like we're we're in the Wild West. These guys do not have the strictest discipline. They don't have the most resources. They're they're given the least to accomplish the most right. out here. And that's why their tactics have to be so much more draconian. That's why they have to be so much more uh brutal in what they do because they don't they're not they're not provided with the tools to do it any other way. Uh so yeah, out here in the Wild West, absolutely a rebel ship can just fly up into your hangar and start shooting your guys. Right. Uh so that's what they do. Um Hera's gonna guard the ramp. Mm-hmm. While everybody else goes running off, Sabine pauses to spray paint some stuff on the floor. I imagine that'll be a plot point later. Cool. Maybe. Um, and Kanan is like, Zeb, stay here at the, the doorway into the shuttle bay and hold it until we get back. And Sabine is like, and this time, try not to leave until everyone's back on board. Snap. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and Zeb is like, that was not my fault. And then we hear Ezra go, well... That's debatable. It's debatable, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there's Ezra. He drops out of the ceiling right in front of Zeb. Well, that was easy. Yeah, and then Zeb punches Ezra in the helmet. <laughs> yeah, he thought, he, he, and he makes this bullshit claim. Oh, I thought you were one of them because you had the helmet on. Okay, sure, yeah. Dan. And they refer to the helmets as buckets. He's like, you were wearing a bucket. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so right then, because again, these ships are not large. Right then, uh, well, I mean, it should be large. They're on a fucking Star Destroyer. What the fuck? Callus and his troops just happened to turn the corner right then. Uh, they were deployed to the hangar. I'll look, the elevators that. move very very quickly. Those- it's like a turbo lift. Yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. 17 seconds from one deck to another. Um, there you go. I love that when Ezra sees Callus, his reaction is to throw his helmet at him. <laughs> <laughs> like. Okay, that works. Uh, they're shooting and they're running. They're running back to the ghost. Ezra stops to try and fire his his Bart Simpson gun. And Zeb grabs him and throws him. He's like, oh, no, this time you board first. Yep. <laughs> throws him onto the ship. So good. Uh, and they close up the ramp. Uh, Callus is ordering his men to, like, shoot, 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 pew, pew, at the ship. And this is so fucking Star Wars. This whole sequence here. I fucking, oh, it made my heart go pity pat. It was so cool. I just love it uh, because they're shooting at they're trying to shoot the engines and the shield generator to stop the ghost before it takes off. And how many times have we watched some rebel ship, some hijacked ship, something are good guys trying to escape an Imperial shuttle hangar? Oh, yeah. All the time. It's so cool. I just I, mm, it's, it's, it's cool. It's moments like this that make it really obvious why these episodes were the promo for the whole series. 
Well, you get you get you get a little bit of everything uh, right. that Rebels is going to be known for, uh, mm-hmm. at least for the first season, and then it's these echoes of of the original trilogy. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, I have to shout out to the music because it's it's a re- recomposing a lot of John Williams classics to help con- help reinforce that, and I and I I love it. Right, it's so good, and they'll get me. They got me real good with it later. Like, oh, anyway, uh, so while Callus and his men are hunkered down behind some crates uh, trying to shoot at the ghost, Callus notices some orange paint on his fingers and he looks down and there is a spray painted, what, whatever Sabine spray painted earlier. It's like a firebird. Uh, it looks like a phoenix. Symbol? Yeah. Yeah. On the floor. And Callus isn't an idiot. Nope. So he he's like, oh, shit. And he tells everybody to take cover right then on the ship. Sabine hits a remote button. Boom. Whatever explosive she had set up in the hangar and then marked with that spray paint so that her crew would know where not to be. Yep. Goes off. Ding. Sabine blows shit up. <laughs> she makes a big ass hole in the Star Destroyer. Yeah. That's a very impressive explosion mm-hmm. because it goes all the way through the hull of a Star Destroyer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, people are going flying, Callus is being sucked into the darkness of space, and he's screaming, <laughs> turn on the shields, and then they turn on the shields, and the, the, and Callus is saved, and then the, the ghost gets away, in my notes I have, god damn, ghost. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Sabine totally just casually killed like a half a dozen stormtroopers, you At just least, see them yeah. go, get sucked out into space, and note... Uh, stormtrooper armor is not clone trooper armor. Clone troopers would have been able to survive in the vacuum of space for a little while. Stormtroopers, stormtroopers are fucked. not so much. Nope. All it does is all those helmets do is filter out smoke. So. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, budget, a conscious yep. empire. Thanks. And besides, the empire would not waste time fishing them out of the ocean, out of the ocean, it's... out of the space, uh, even if they were surviving. So thanks. Except maybe to reclaim their armor. <laughs> Anyway, so Ezra goes up to the bridge of the ghost and thanks Hera for coming back for him. She's and, all welcome aboard again. <laughs> right. And she's like, I'll get you home now. I'm sure your parents must be worried sick. I don't have parents. Aww. She turns around the look on her face. Someone just got adopted. Yeah. Right there, right then. Hera's like, I'm your mom now. And she's like, my mom too, oh. damn it. Please. I love her. Oh, she's wonderful. Um, Kanan and Sabine come in uh, and they chat for a second. And then Ezra's like, by the way, I know where they really took the Wookiees. What? Because he yeah, heard it the, earlier. Because he heard it over the comms. And he's like, have you guys ever heard of the spice mines of Kessel? Everyone all, oh. is shook. Yeah, that's terrible. That is a terrible place to be taken. We've seen the spice mines of Kessel by this point in our chronological watch a few times. Yeah. It's a hellscape. Yeah, not, not a fun place to be at all. Nope. No, it's awful. Uh, Sabine points out that slaves last a few months, maybe a year. And for Wookiees, it's a death sentence. Aw. They're not made for caves. Yeah, they no, they're that. not. They like to be yeah. outside in nature in the jungle. Um, so e- Ezra suggests something that shocks everyone. Then I guess we better go save them. We? It come this far. Might as well finish the job. Yeah, I love it. Um... Meanwhile, we get a quick shot uh, back on the Star Destroyer of Callus. A trooper brings him the cadet helmet that Ezra was wearing, tells him that the rebel used it uh, the, the, and the transmitter was on. And Callus smirks mysteriously about that. He gives me a Agent Callus sexy look counter. Ding. Um, 
really? Yeah. We didn't have a sexy look counter for Maul uh, or for anybody else we thirsted after in Clone Wars, but Callus gets his own fucking mutton chop sexy look counter. There is something about the facial expressions they give Callus in this show that it just... Uh... It's the eyebrows. It's definitely not the mutton chops. <laughs> it's the eyebrows. It's I, the I, eyebrows. For, you know, normally I would agree with you, but there's something about the character model that lets me forgive the mutton chops. I don't. I just... The fucking mutton chops are my new Obi-Wan mullet, okay? I hate, <laughs> hate the mutton chops. Well, they're, anyway. they're not forever, Heather. I know. So, um, I didn't expect to be back on Kessel so soon. Yeah, so quickly. Um, so here we are. That sure is a spice mine. And I'm assuming this is a Imperial controlled base, not a uh, Pike Syndicate base. Yeah, this does appear to be uh, under Imperial control. Um, it is echoing with the agonized roars of Wookiees in despair. So, yeah, and there's a cute baby Wookiee. There's a little kid Wookiee. Not a baby Wookiee. He's not teensy. He's like running around on his own feet. But there's a little kid Wookiee. Yeah, and I had to translate uh, this part where the the child Wookiee is like, We're, everything's going to be okay, right, Mom? And Mom looks down at him and goes, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, everything is about to be goddamn awful as all of these shackled Wookiees are about to be led into the mines. And then headlights blind the crowd as the ghost flies in with the Star Wars theme playing. Yes. <laughs> and they started the blast. <laughs> My whole heart. <laughs> Nothing is going to make you fall in love with a ship faster than an entrance like that. Oh, and you're here to save little kid Wookiee. <laughs> right. I love them. I'm so, so manipulated by this show. <laughs> oh, easily, easily. Oh, my God. Yeah, you got me. I'm in love with all of you now. Great. Thank you. And that's just going to get worse. Before this episode is even over. I know, right? <laughs> so manipulated. <sighs> anyway, uh, so the crew, while the ship is flying in, they're waiting in the cargo hold to disembark and start some chaos. And uh, <laughs> Zeb turns to Ezra and says, try not to get dead. I don't want to carry your body out. Thanks, Zeb. Thanks. And I'm going to call it. that a half a ding on the Zeb threatens to kill Ezra. I counter. agree. <laughs> and look, this, as we're learning, is how Zeb is. Like, that's actually camaraderie to him. That's yeah. him trying to, like, make up for being an asshole earlier. But Ezra doesn't know that. And Ezra's like, gulp! <laughs> Not encouraged at all! Shit! Anyway, so the ramp opens and we have a big old shootout with the troopers on the ground. There's a really cool shot uh, that follows the crew out as they run down the ramp. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, the, the that was that was a thing in my notes. Um, the camera angles and work... So they... they let me go back. It's like they know um, the animation has to be cheaper because they have less time to do it, less of a budget, right. etc. So they stylize the animation. But one thing they can do all day long is really play around with the angles of the camera or the way right. that everything's looking. So they really there's a lot more like uh, close up front shots, side shot. Like they play around mm -hmm. with the camera a lot more than Clone Wars had done. Uh, of course, this is we need to be mindful. Uh, season six, Clone Wars, and seven. Well, no. Six was out, seven right. was not. So they, this is before Clone Wars got the massive level up in animation. Right. Um, but it was still the season six animation. Like, they were still good. Yeah, oh, it was good. Uh, it's just that this is a moment where we get like that Clone Wars battlefield animation. Yeah, theory. yeah, yeah, yeah. Following this crew of cartoon characters out of a ramp is really cool. Um, and that's sort of going to be the flavor of this show is very cinematic, grown up, camera work for this cartoon show right and like cinematic grown-up 
uh, emotional beats and subtleties in this cartoon show. And that's because kids deserve quality filmmaking, too. Yeah. Damn it. Like, we don't have to... This ain't no fucking Hanna-Barbera studio, okay? We're not going to skimp on the quality just because we're just entertaining children. We're not just entertaining children. You and I are many decades removed from being children, and we're still loving this, so... Right. Um, Yeah, so the ghost crew are just blasting. Ezra is going to sneak around the perimeter. Right. (laughs) Form a perimeter you create. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Surround the survivors. A perimeter create. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. (laughs) Ezra's going to go behind so he can release the Wookiees um, while the rest of the ghost crew is basically distracting everybody. Right. And I love that our first clue that he has successfully released the Wookiees is we see a shot of stormtroopers, and then one of them, a big hairy hand, comes Bonks out, him. palms the top of his whole helmet, and just yanks him bodily out of the shot. I'm yeah. Like, oh, the Wookiees are here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the Wookiees rip the stormtroopers apart, um, and uh, they're able to go home, and nothing else bad happens, right? No. No, um, of course not. <laughs> but we do have a moment where, like, oh, we triumphed. The Wookiees just destroyed everybody. Everything's fine. And then... <laughs> The TIE Fighters are coming in. Yeah, I love that like, part. Oh, there is nothing that will send chills down a Star Wars fan's spine faster than the sound of incoming TIE Fighters. Oh, oh it, I love it. Yeah, so the tie, TIE Fighters show up and they start blasting at the ghost. Hera says, Chopper, get, in, get on the guns and start firing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this is where we see Chopper's kill count. Look, I've had a lot of people... Uh, suggests that we do a chopper kill count. I can't count that high. Right. I am a dumb bitch with a microphone. Chopper's kill count is astrophucking-nomical. Now, if I, you want to know Chopper's kill count, Google it. You literally can. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Chopper, uh, th- I believe this is the first time you see Chopper murder in this show. Yes. So th- thus begins Chopper's campaign of death in the, in this show. Uh <laughs> Uh, I, I do want to note, though, when Chopper is particularly violent, I feel like we can make that distinction. Oh, yeah, yeah. because this is defending the ship yeah. on orders from Hera. There is shit that Chopper just decides to do Yeah. later. And where if he, if he was a flesh and blown character, uh, that would be murder. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's still murder. It's just cuter because it's a droid. <laughs> because it's Chopper and we love him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Chopper's on the aft gun. He's shooting down TIE fighters. Um, it's a whole thing, but we get another, again, a cool shot of one of the TIE fighters falling and it disappears into some, some mist and then out of that mist rises up a fucking gunship. We traded a TIE fighter for a gunship and that's not a fair trade. No. That no. is a dangerous trade. It's fucking Callus. Callus is here and he's got a gunship full of troopers. Uh, do you like how his helmet is perfectly shaped so it covers up his To his mutton chops, chops? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, I when, like to, when you shave me, can you make sure that it like, touches the rim of my helmet here and here? I really want it to be a surprise to people when I take the helmet off and like, ha ha, facial hair. Uh, <laughs> and then people uh, will be like, why did you do that to your face? <laughs> like, oh, honey. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tactic, Steph. That's why he's... Uh, has oh, a, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> Ew. Um, so Callus is here, and this is why he was smirking before. Because when he realized that Ezra had been on comms in that helmet, he knew that Ezra knew where the Wookiees were going. Whoa. So he knew the ghost crew was going to be here. Plans within plans. He's within so plans clever. Plans. 
It's fucking chaos. Everyone scatters. The little kid Wookiee, who is still shackled, by the way, uh, gets scared and runs off and hides. Thanks, thanks, Wookiee. And his his like big dad, big dad Wookiee or mom Wookiee, genderless parent Wookiee, uh, is looking worried, and and everything. Ezra sees one of the stormtroopers peel off and start chasing the kid Wookiee. He looks conflicted, but then decides to turn around and follow the crew and leaves the kid Wookiee to his own devices. God damn it. He's Zeb- I know. He zebbed the kid. <laughs> <laughs> he zebbed that kid. <laughs> uh, Zeb is a verb now. Um, so the ghost is up in the sky. Chopper is shooting stuff down, but Hera's having trouble. They're all over her. She can't maneuver. And Kanan radio- radios to her and is like, go, lead the TIE fighters away. And he- Hera's like, I'm not leaving you behind. And Kanan goes, no, you're not. We're running a 22 pickup. A 22 pickup? A what? They have They have plays, like a playbook. I know. They have names for their plans. Sabine and Zeb, of course, recognize it immediately. And they're like, are you fucking serious? No. Are you kidding me? Hera's on board. She's like, okay, be ready. Ezra goes, 22 pickup? You care to let me in on the secret? And Kanan says, kid, I'm about to let everyone in on the secret. What? What is he going to do? So the 22 pickup. Um, so Kanan, they're, they're hunkered behind some crates, right? Kanan steps out of cover. Just in full view of a half a battalion of fucking stormtroopers and Agent Callus all firing at him, the fucking force theme starts playing. And we haven't seen anybody just walk out into the middle of blaster fire since the Clone Wars, since, I don't know, exactly. Anakin did it? <clears throat> this is some Anakin Skywalker bullshit. Right. Kanan would not appreciate that comparison. No. But he's casually da- dodging blaster fire and... <laughs> Callus calls a hold fire because what the fuck is happening right now, right? And then Kanan keeps his lightsaber in two pieces on his belt, right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't look like a lightsaber. So he takes the two pieces and he puts them together and he ignites his lightsaber. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Everyone, shocked face. Ezra, the Wookiees, the troopers are all exchanging looks. And Callus pulls it together enough to go, Old troopers, focus your fire on... On the Jedi. Yeah. Good call. Good call. <laughs> There's a Jedi. He's deflecting the shots. The Wookiees are returning fire. The big dad Wookiee is being dragged away by Zeb, but keeps like trying to, to reach yeah. back and stuff. Oh. So uh, what's Ezra do? Uh, well, um, so uh, real quick before we do that. Uh, oh. Yeah. So Callus is uh, blocking everyone. He's telling people to go, go. I'm going to add, because uh, we have in Marvelous Divas a very similar counter. Uh, Kanan, Noble Sacrifice counter. Can we just do Noble Sacrifice? Do we have to? Okay, I guess it's... And we have to name it after people... him. Oh, my God. Okay, so the Kanan Jarrus Noble Sacrifice counter. thing is, is he's not sacrificing. He no, doesn't think he's in any danger. He, he's here. prepared to. I know. If it goes bad, it goes bad. This is what he's willing to do to cover and distract all of the Empire's attention in this moment so that the Wookiees and his crew can go shove themselves into a cargo container. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. I'm not triggering stuff at all. Oh, my God. I'm, like, (laughs) pre-triggered. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, So Ezra's like, you know what? Since since Kanan's sacrificing himself right Uh now, I'm going to go do it, too. And he goes out and runs (sighs) after the kid. Yeah, after the little kid Wookiee. Zeb notices and goes, Tarabast. Ding! Star Wars profanity, number two. Um, and he goes, if he gets left behind again, it's not my fault. <laughs> Callus also notices that Ezra has run off. 
Okay. Zeb calls out to Kanan and says, Kanan, I think you inspired the kid into, well, doing something like you would do. Yeah, that's fair. Great. <laughs> so Ezra is chasing the trooper who's chasing the little kid Wookiee, right? Yeah. And he shouts to call to, to call the, the troopers in attention the trooper turns around and then ezra does a very impressive flippy leap over the trooper yeah like subconsciously force enhanced leap yeah that's not a normal human thing to do nope yeah that's some that's some jedi bullshit that's some right jedi there. bullshit yeah yeah and he wrist shots and shoots the guy and we get a ding on the wilhelm scream counter it's been a while it's been a hot minute yeah as he goes falling over the side but then callus is right there oh my god the front face shot they have of Callus right here. Um, I was. Is naked. it hot, Chris? I, it was naked. Okay. I was naked. God damn. That, hey guys, do you know who Chris's favorite hottest character is in this show? I hate it too because he's right now he's a space Nazi. I know he gets redeemed, but you know. I am so in love with Kanan Jarrus right now. They played the Force theme. He did a heroic stand with the lightsaber. I, I can, I couldn't love him more if I tried. <laughs> This is, this is, the crush is full fucking bloom and it's real and it's going to get worse. Yeah. So, yeah. um, the ghost lands on the platform and Zeb is closing the doors to container and the ghost does a magnetic seal pickup. Yep. So these people are not on the ship. They're in the container that she, hey, it's a 22 pickup. I don't know why it's a 22, but it's a 22 pickup. Uh, but remember this, uh, the ghost is original modeled after a freighter. So it, it, it is can a freighter, go in, yeah. pick it up, leave. Easy. And I love that they found tactics and plans to use the freighter features of the ship. That's really cool. Um, so Callus is coming after uh, Ezra and the little kid Wookiee. And Callus is doing a bad guy gloat. Yeah. Uh, he says, it's over for you, Jedi. A master and an apprentice. Such a rare find these days. Uh Callus is like mentally counting how many ranks up he's going to get promoted for this. Yeah, maybe like I'll even have an audience with the Emperor. <laughs> and Ezra doesn't know it, but he's channeling his inner Leia. Because he goes, I don't know where you get your delusions, Buckethead. <laughs> if he if you just substitute laser brain for Buckethead, it's a full on Leia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, he goes, I work alone. And then you hear Kanan say, not this time. Oh, and the ghost flies up, and Kanan Jarus is standing on top of the ghost with his lightsaber. I threw my panties at the screen. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, just when I thought I couldn't love him more. I love it. I love it. I love the show. Um, yeah, Callus <gasps> fires at Kanan. Kanan repels it. Callus gets knocked over the, the bridge. Which has yeah. handrails. What? Yeah, I know. There's even rails. Huh, this this spice mine is OSHA compliant. Well, at least there's that, you know. Yeah. Um, so, and then uh, love, shortly yeah, after ahead. that, we get my favorite moment of the show. It's a, a <laughs> Kellis and the, a stormtrooper hitting off the side. And the, the stormtrooper looks up. It's like, so, uh, first Jedi you've ever seen, sir? And Kellis is not having it. Kicks the stormtrooper in the face <laughs> and knocks him off. <laughs> That stormtrooper dies, he by dies. the way. Yeah, he's There's dead. There's no way. He falls like 100 feet. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, on the ghost, Ezra and Kanan deliver little kid Wookiee to dad Wookiee in the cargo hold. And while Ezra is watching, like, these Wookiee families so joyously reunited, Kanan gives Ezra, like, a, a shoulder pat 
And Ezra is clearly grappling with, like, what is this new feeling of warmth and accomplishment? I don't understand. Yeah. You know, so we're getting the uh, Princess Leia theme while everybody's relaxing. I didn't notice that. Oh. Mm -hmm. Um, Another ship docks with them. And uh, by the way, according to StarWars.com, that ship that docks with them is a Wookiee gunship. Oh, cool. Which was created brand spanking new just for this show, because up to this point, Wookiees don't fucking have ships. Well, they haven't needed it until fucking Empire. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess, because yeah. that was that was the whole root of the conflict between the Wookiees and the Trandoshans. The Trandoshans had ships and they would fly over and pick fights with Wookiees. Yeah. But the Wookiees didn't have ships. Like, that was a whole thing. Well. So, they had other people's ships, but there wasn't, like, a Wookiee shipyard where Wookiee engineers were designing Wookiee ships. Right, right. But apparently they have that now. I love that. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, as they're about to board onto their Wookiee gunship, uh, Sabine... Speaks Shrewook, or understands it, just like that. Yeah, because she she translates. And hold on, I gotta get to the line. Damn it, I scrolled all over the place. Uh, she translates basically that he that Dad Wookie is saying, if you ever need help, the Wookies will be there. Aww. And he like rumples Ezra's hair. Uh, and apparently, the little kid Wookie's name is Kitwar. Here's the thing: <laughs> there was a different line there in the original script. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Sabine translated a line from the Wookiee, and her translation originally was going to be Wolfwaro, which is the name of the dad Wookiee. Wolfwaro, and it is hard to say, Wolfwaro expresses gratitude on behalf of his people, especially to the great Jedi Knight and his Padawan disciple. Oh, wow. Yeah. But they cut that because we're not quite there yet. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So then what happens? The Wookiees are gone. Bye. Bye, Wookiees. Yeah, um, uh, so Ezra's starting to look a little sad, actually. And he said, yeah. and Zeb's like, well, I guess it's, uh, I have to go home. And and Zeb actually looks sad, too. Yeah. 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 Like, he's, <sighs> Zeb kind of snarks him, but it's clearly he's covering his real feelings on it. Yeah. And I mean, at least he's a fucking open book. Everyone seems bummed. Yeah. That, that Ezra's saying he wants to go home. Yep. So they're gonna they're gonna travel back to his planet, I guess. And uh, Ezra is kind of pouting in the hallway. Um, uh, Kanan uh, walks up and is gonna walk by Ezra as the ship is detached. And suddenly there is kind of a jolt inside of the ship. Uh-huh. Kanan uh, accidentally, or Ezra kind of bounces into Kanan and pickpockets the goddamn lightsaber. Yeah, he sure fucking did. Yeah, he God sure did. Damn it. So as they get back to Lothal, and as Ezra is leaving, he's walking through the cargo hold to get out to the ramp, Chopper waves by. <laughs> and Ezra doesn't react, and Chopper makes a sad noise. Aww. Ezra, Ezra could have died then if he wasn't careful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as he's walking uh, past Zeb, he goes, okay, see you around. And Zeb goes, not if we see you first, and like playfully punches him. He doesn't get it. Ezra doesn't understand that this is like a jokey joke. Yeah. Like like friends make friendly jokey jokes because he's like, don't worry, you won't. God. He's still a bitchy teenager. Well, and and Zeb is legitimately hurt. He's like, but I was trying to be a friend. Aww. It's not like I left you to die with the Imperials or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Just get over it, kid. Come on. (laughs) God. At the bottom of the ramp, Hera and Kanan are waiting. And Kanan says to Ezra, I think you have something that belongs to me. And Ezra, I was expecting him to hand over the lightsaber. Yep. But no, he tosses him the holocron. Which is a different shape than when he got it. 
Oh, yeah. And he says, good luck saving the galaxy. He leaves. And Hera looks at Kanan and goes, he opened it. He passed the test. What? What test? What test? Was it? Has this been a test the whole time? Like, back from when Kanan caught Ezra in his quarters? Digging through his Jedi shit? Is this is this all been a test? It has, yeah. It, oh, my God. Uh, so we see Ezra gets back to the same tower we saw him at at the beginning of the show. The very beginning of the first episode. Um, it's like a signal tower thing. And he gets up there and I'm like, oh, honey, this is where you live? Yeah. This Great is like, view. It's, a squ- it's, a, it's an amazing view, but it's totally, it's a squat. Yeah. Like, he's clearly alone, alone. Uh, he does have a big collection of stormtrooper helmets, which implies he <laughs> kicks a lot of stormtroopers' asses. Or he at least steals a lot of their shit. Yeah, yeah. And he's standing there looking over his sad little studio apartment. Uh, and he gets that weird high-pitched humming feeling. Yeah. And then he kind of looks for a second and goes, what's the force? Oh, and Kanan's right behind him. Hello. Hi, Kanan. And Kanan says, The Force is everywhere. It surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. And it's strong with you, Ezra. (sighs) Right? How hard do you think Freddie Prince Jr. geeked out in the booth about getting to say that line? Oh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. that's original trilogy. That's Obi-Wan Kenobi talking to Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I would cry. I would weep into my microphone and I would need a minute if I was ever handed a line like this. Oh, oh, so cool. Anyway, um, so yeah, this is because he opened the holocron. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Kanan says, you know, you have two choices. You can keep the lightsaber if you want and not do anything with your life, basically. Or yeah. you can join me. Join me. Um, uh, Kanan, <laughs> Ding op- on the join me. Yeah. Uh, Kanan offers to train him. Uh, And he can learn what it means to be a Jedi. And Mm -hmm. Kanan says, well, I thought they were all wiped out. And Kanan says... No, Ezra says that. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Ezra says that. Uh, I thought you were all wiped out. And Kanan says, not all of us. Obviously. Obviously. Um, And so Ezra looks thoughtful, but Kanan's gone. He's not going to stay there and pressure this decision. Right. Ezra can either bring the lightsaber back to him or not. Yep. But Kanan's gone. So back on the ghost, Kanan is in his quarters. He opens up the holocron. And we we get a full frontal view of Obi-Wan Kenobi now. And like, the animation on Obi-Wan is not bad. No, I love it. I love it. It's, he, he looks very Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. It's, it's clearly modeled after Revenge of the Sith, not after his Clone Wars face. Right. Though that is the same Clone Wars actor. Excuse you, Obi-Wan in Clone Wars is hot as fuck. Oh, I, I thought you, for some reason my brain said Attack of the Clones and I went to mullet one. Sorry. I Forgive uh, me. Forgive yeah. me. So we get more of the message this time. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the message after Trust in the Force is do not return to the temple. That time has passed and our future is uncertain. We will each be challenged. Our trust, our faith, our friendships. But we must persevere. And in time, a new hope will emerge. May the Force be with you. Always. I have to believe that Kanan listens to this every so often for encouragement. All the time. Yeah. 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 Um, Because it's all he's got. Yeah. 
right? This is the, this is the only real connection he's got back to to the way life was before. And this is also, you know, we can start putting the timeline together because this show is happening 15 years after the rise of the Empire. Mm-hmm. Kanan's a grown-ass man, which means that he was Padawan age during Order 66. We'll find out more about that later, but like this is a talisman. This holocron is is the only grave he has to mourn at, you know? Yeah. Um, and shout out to Obi-Wan Kenobi for being so calm and so bittersweet and encouraging in this message when there's like a corpse right over there. And like he, he like just, he's about to watch, I don't think he's watched it yet. He's about to watch a video of his best friend just slaughtering children. You know, Yay. it's <sighs> Anyway, while, while Obi-Wan was talking, we get this cool montage of shots. And I know what a montage is. Did you know that I know what a montage is? Really? Did you go to force, did you, force training? Did I go did to you, force school? God, I did, wish. Did you go to film school or something? I did a little. A little. Anyway, yeah. uh, we get this montage of shots of the ghost crew getting ready to leave. And they all kind of look a little uncertain because they're not sure if they're leaving with or without Ezra. Yeah. But then as soon as the message is over, the door to Kanan's quarters opens and it's Ezra. (gasps) Ezra is going to learn how to be a Jedi. Thank God the show can continue. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He doesn't say a word. He just hands the lightsaber back. And we get the force theme. Oh, I love it so much. Uh, but real quick, we got a denouement on this episode before we're done here. Oh, yeah. Callus gets on a Zoom call with the Grand Inquisitor. He's all like, hey, girl, sorry to bother you, but I'm chasing these rebels. And um, their leader made good use of a lightsaber. Uh and, uh, and, and and this is where I would like to add a new counter because I oh, had a revelation when I saw this. Oh, yeah, okay. a huge revelation. Go. I can't believe we didn't add it a long time ago. Okay. When this when when somebody calls a Sith or Dark Side Force user, it always sounds to me like you're calling up your friends with benefit and being <laughs> like, Hey, do you want to fuck? <laughs> Only it's hey, you want to hunt a Jedi? Yeah. Okay, so this is the uh, Sith hookup call. The Sith counter? hookup counter, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. No, that works. Yeah, yeah. Sith hookup call counter. I like it. Yeah, and I don't know. Wait. I don't know, Steph, if you have this problem. Uh, but when it comes to the the, the that call that you get, mm-hmm. they generally come in three flavors. Um, <laughs> one is the small talk escalates quickly call hey how about that weather that's great do you want to fuck oh god right yeah uh two is uh ignoring uh tragedy call hey how are you doing oh i just had a terrible day at work and i think a a co-worker is sick and i'm worried about the health of my family oh that's great do you want to fuck yeah yeah exactly yeah and And what's the third flavor uh i won't i won't uh you know we'll 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 talk it's just a pick yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, you up. Yeah. Sup, you looking? Sure. But okay, that's it. <laughs> yeah. The quick to the point. Yeah, I ignore uh, anyone who doesn't at least try to have a conversation first. Uh, because it has been my experience that the um, incidence of STI increases in direct proportion to the decrease in syllables used to communicate prior to the hookup. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, the fewer letters and syllables they use to initiate said hookup, the more likely you are to get the clap, is what I'm saying. 
I'm sorry I've, I brought this up. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, am I wrong? Are you going to sit there and tell me I'm wrong? So uh, let's outro the show, Steph. <laughs> okay, there we go. Anyway, so the Inquisitor is like, Agent Callus, you did well to call. People <laughs> gaze at the camera. Hey, I wonder who's going to be the big band this season. Um, Agent Callus is Mutton Chops. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I tried to inhale to laugh at that, and I, <laughs> like a drop of spit, flew off of my tongue and hit the back of my throat, like <laughs> like that's hot, like just kamikaze style. <laughs> I'm okay. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's the episode. <laughs> that's very much like <laughs> catching the clap from a hookup. Anyway, God, we cannot be trusted. Nope. With any kind of children-oriented material. Nope. Nope. People. Nope. 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 Okay, um, so now that we've had that realization about ourselves, you ready to outro? Yeah. I'm ready to outro. Okay. Oh, wait, no, no, no. What are we talking about next time? We'll do that first. Oh, we're talking about the next episode yeah. of Rebels, which I forgot to look up what the name was. Well, that's what I'm about to do, bitch. Oh, okay. Next time, we will be talking about Rebels Season 1, Episode 3, Droids in Distress. How funny is it, by the way, that we don't have to fucking skip around like we did in Clone Wars? It's not like... I know! Like, next we're talking about season six, episode 14. Like, what? Right, exactly. Isn't it crazy how when you just, like, release the episodes in order... Crazy. The story happens in order? Crazy. Fucking weird. Anyway. Okay, so. um, Now we outro. Ready? Ready? I'm ready. Okay. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate you. Uh, if you enjoyed the music at the top of the episode, you should. It's awesome. Uh, that was a gift to us by a listener by the name of Chorlesy. You can find him on the TikTok and I think Instagram as at C-H-O-R-L-S-Y. If you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, you can. We're on all the social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at DarksideDivas. You can also subscribe to our podcast via your favorite podcast platform of choice. Please subscribe. Please leave a review. And mm-hmm. if, if if I remember, I'll read them on the air. Uh, we also have a <laughs> swag store at redbubble, redbubble.com forward slash official divas where you can buy logos of our shows and the funny shit that we say on coffee mugs, t-shirts, etc. We have mm-hmm. a YouTube channel under Dark Side Divas. We just did an Unleashed show there. Please check it out. We're, also, we're going to be doing more in the future that are live shows. So definitely subscribe there. Uh, what else? Mm. Uh, we also, most importantly, have a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Divas Podcast. We have video and unedited versions of our of our podcast shows now. A great Discord community. We do virtual events, book clubs, etc. It's awesome. Five bucks a month. You get a ton of value. Mm-hmm. Value. Value. Value for your buck. <laughs> anyway, okay, so we're done? That's it. Bye. Okay, bye. We love you. <laughs>